Hey guys, welcome to the Christian Influencer Inspired Podcast, a podcast about lifestyle influence with Zona Garrett and Mindy Hansen. Hey everybody, I'm Mindy Hansen. I'm a homeschooling mom to three wonderful children. I'm going back to school to become a registered nurse. I love being creative in all areas of life, experimenting with flavors in my gluten and dairy-free kitchen, and being crunchy. And I'm Zona Garrett. I'm a personal and professional coach with ChristianInfluencerInspired.com, who, along with my team, has helped hundreds of individuals and entrepreneurs live and work in alignment with their God-given areas of influence. I'm also the co-founder of the anti-trafficking nonprofit BringFreedom.org, or maybe you've heard me as a veteran podcaster and speaker on the Persons with Lived Experience podcast or in conferences near you. Welcome back. We're glad you're joining us today. Today we are going to be talking about fall gardening and updating you guys on how that's going for us. Yes. And I actually I actually had some exciting news because I walked outside yesterday and I saw two of my plants flowering. I've had these plants for like the last two years like i bought them shortly after we moved down here to florida and they have not produced a flower yet and i was so excited because they're finally producing flowers what are they um i am not 100 percent sure i i can't even remember what plant i think they are but (laughs) yeah that's awesome, though. And yeah. I know sometimes, too, things only flower every other year or whatever. So maybe it's just the timing of it. Yeah, I'm not sure because I I have this lady that I call her the plant lady. And every once in a while, I will literally drive by her house. And I think usually in the spring, summer months or early summer months, she'll have plants out. And then you pay She'll have like anywhere from a dollar to five dollars for certain plants. And so I picked them up from her. Nice. And so I think I only paid like a dollar for mm-hmm. each one. That's not bad. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good deal. Yeah. I would have a hard time walking away from that lady's yard. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was in one of the Facebook groups here locally the other day, and she's like, I have free succulents, but you can't take all of the succulents. You have to leave some for other people. (laughs) And then you look at her plants, and she had other things that were for sale, but she had free succulents. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I always, every once in a while, will specifically drive by this lady's house and be like, what do you have? And I think that first year, she probably made like $20 off of us because I was always driving by. And I'm like, oh, I've been wanting that plant. <laughs> like, I will pay that. Well, I was looking uh, recently at some of the plants that are patented mm-hmm. because I didn't realize plants had patents. I didn't either. Um, and some plants do. And most plants do not because of how expensive it is to patent something. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, the Cosmic Apple has a patent. Okay. Because they've spent millions of dollars to perfect that apple as like the perfect apple. Yeah, that makes I don't sense. know what makes it the perfect apple. I've never tasted one. Right. But evidently you should try it. I don't know. <laughs> it is apple season. Right. It is. But um, I was looking because I had propagated all those monsteras and I didn't want to get in trouble if I sold the monsteras. Yeah. 
but I probably have 15 of them. I got to do something with here soon. Very soon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anywho. So, um, we are going to be talking about, uh, garden stuff and to the best of our knowledge, we're, uh, we're doing everything we can, but the hurricanes yeah. around Florida have brought in so much stinking rain. It's hard to get our gardens in the ground. Yeah. Um, most places that you try to plant something like here, uh, where we are, it's, um, it's sandy soil, but it very much compacts when it rains. It's not the same as like in Iowa, you would try to plant when it had rained because it would like make the dirt easier yeah. to work with or whatever. That's when you'd want to weed your garden, like all that stuff. Uh, the soil is almost the opposite here. So if it's yeah. rain, it's like, we're going to stick to everything. <laughs> right? And I found that out the hard way because when we were getting ready to lay sod, I was trying to pull all the weeds out before we laid the sod. And I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's going to rain. I'm going to let it rain. And then I'm going to pull weeds. And then I went and tried it. And I'm like, oh, no, this is like. 10 times harder to pull the weeds oh, yeah. out. I'm like, why? So then mm -hmm. I was, um, and then some of the other days I would go out and I realized that the drier the sand is, the easier it is to pull all the weeds out and do the things that we need to do rather right. than letting it rain. And I was like, why? Yeah. This is just so backwards. Right. Well, we're still in step one because I mean, we're putting in our fall garden right now is about the time we plant our seeds. Um, but we had each kind of talked about maybe trying a no dig method Say where you put again. the cardboard down. Yeah. Do you remember me sending you those? Yep. All that stuff. It's okay. She just has to be spammed with all my ideas. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Like you it. guys are probably grateful. You don't get all the pins that I get. <laughs> um, but anyways, so. I, I've been kind of collecting good boxes because, you know, I am a millennial, so I collect good boxes anyway, but yep. good boxes that'll work that are nice and thick to, to get out some of the stuff because we have uh, quite a bit of brush that is mm -hmm. kind of taking over some spots that I really was wanting to have my outdoor herb garden. And I've tried to make a list of the things that I use the most Yeah, that I still could grow. And um, I got really butthurt the other day because I went to the store and I wanted to get butternut squash, but it was a dollar a pound. And they're these giant GMO uh, butternut squashes. Yeah. So they were like this big, the size of watermelons. And I was like, who has $20 for one butternut squash? Right. <laughs> I'm a single person. How would I even use all of that? Yeah. So well, they're still large anyways. Yes. Which I love them and I like okay. roasting them off. And then I realized um, I don't have a baking sheet. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I don't own one. So I'm going to need to fix that because yep. I, I kind of started over uh, recently. So I don't have all of the kitchen things that I have had in the past and uh, a baking sheet is one of them. So that was a fun discovery. 
Yeah, those are kind of a must-have, at least one or two. I, yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't even bake cookies now if I wanted to. There's no <laughs> there's no baking for me in my future. And, um, it is my favorite baking season, so uh, I'm a little butthurt about it. Yeah. Reminds me. We should grow pumpkins. <laughs> well... We do need to eventually grow pumpkins or even maybe if you grew certain ones and I grew some other ones and then we could trade. Yeah. That'd be fun. So my friend Lindsay likes to do things very, very particular, which you guys have heard of her on the podcast. She is the uh, real estate agent, financial advisor lady that helps me on the, um, the scripture wrap up for a well-balanced reader. She planted like 15 different kinds of pumpkins to find out which pumpkins made the best things. So she has her seeds that she even saved and everything from her favorite savory pumpkins and her favorite pie pumpkins. And I'm telling you what, there is a pumpkin that's called a, it's like a long burger cheese pumpkin. Oh, it's a very specific variety and yeah. it's not the big giant like carving pumpkins like you get. They're they're like this or whatever, so they're really compacted. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it makes the best pumpkin pie. You almost don't even have to add you add like half the sugar of a regular pumpkin pie. It is so freaking good, but it doesn't have the water content yeah. because it's an actual compact pumpkin. It doesn't yeah. have all the extra. Um Oh my gosh, it's so good. Nice. Or the, I think the Cinderella pumpkins are the other ones that are really good for pie pumpkins that we've grown that were. But they do. They grow pumpkins and then they actually pull them in and they bake them down and they puree everything so that it's ready for their own pumpkin pie mix and they make their own granola with it and everything. Nice. Pumpkin. Good, man. Sorry. Yeah, so they're a lot farther ahead than us in the process, right? Just with pumpkins. <laughs> just pumpkins. No, they do. They did. Uh, her husband just built a garden enclosure for them because the deer came and ate all of their plants. Oh, no. Yes. But they, they do, you know, peppers and broccolis and Brussels sprouts and some of those things. But they're in a warm area. They're in 8A. And uh, who knew that in 8A this summer that it would be freaking heat waves and yeah. all their stuff bolted. Oh, no. Yeah. That's hard. Anywho. So that was their garden update. Right. I, <laughs> I talk about these. I'm letting you into my life because these right. are things I really talk about with people that I love and care about. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is every day for us, right? Yes. <laughs> but but um, we do have to plan a weekend to do our pumpkin baking. Yes. We have to get together for that. So that needs to be very soon. Soon and very soon. Right? It's September. Okay. We got to get going on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So in mine, I it's our first year. I tried, tried to start the seeds, which I did find something to maybe help me better start seeds and kind of know what I'm looking for to be able to plant my seeds outside. 
Um, and I looked through the seeds that I have to find the things that I can actually put into my garden now or that I need to start the seeds for and can do the fall. <clears throat> we'll survive over our, our fall winter garden. Yeah. And um, and then I had talked to my daughter because, you know, we had to figure out what do we want. So we made a list of what we wanted and when their growing season is and um, found all that stuff out. And then as well as that, I found a kind of a gardening how-to, like steps on when you're starting a garden, um, especially for some of us newbies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm used to like just having the seeds and, you know, being told where to put them. So this is kind of new for me to actually be the one doing a lot of this stuff rather than just being like, oh, I want this and we're just going to go throw it in the garden somewhere. Because while you can do that, it doesn't always work out to the best of your ability, right? Because there's some plants and vegetables that don't want to be put next to each other, don't do well next to each other. And then there's some that you want to put next to other ones because they um, benefit. There's mutual benefit through that. And also, you know, there's other things that you can plant to attract the bugs away from the your harvest. Right. And so trying to do some of those non pesticide things and learning about that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But some of the steps that I've found was first you need to figure out where you're going to plant your garden. You know, you're looking at sunlight, um, like the the space has to be big enough for you to actually put everything in it if you want to. And you can always start small. There's nothing wrong with starting small, right? Um, Especially as you're learning. And then you can grow it because you don't want to take on too much at one time. Mm -hmm. Um, So the site or the location that you want to make your garden is going to um, have a big effect on what you do and the size of your garden. Uh, And then you want to plan out your garden, which is kind of figuring out what plants you're going to put next to each other, which ones you need to put on the other side of the garden together. Um, Any plants that you're going to use as uh, bug attractors to keep them away from your harvest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Plan out where all that stuff is going to go. And then looking at your soil, as we talked about earlier, ours is very sandy and it compacts in the rain. So we do need to be conscious of all that. The nice thing is, though, is it's the sand doesn't hold the water as much. So drainage, we don't have to worry about that as much so that we're not going to have any um, major problems with root rot on plants and stuff like that. Mm hmm. Um, Because that's another one a little bit further down is like your irrigation and drainage. Because you don't want them to get too much water, but they need to get enough water. Mm -hmm. And then we need to prep our soil. So figuring out, um, because you don't want just all sand. You have to have some mixture of dirt in there so that the water doesn't just completely run out. We have to keep some water trapped in there because they have to have something to feed off of. And the nice thing is it has been raining a little more, so that does help. (laughs) You mean you guys aren't in a drought anymore? No. You were in a drought forever. Yeah, we were. I mean, like, all summer. All summer, in the heat of it. Now it's kind of cooling down, and we're getting the rain and the hurricanes. So much fun. 
fall is actually hurricane season in Florida. So despite where everybody else gets like the pretty leaves and the cool weather and stuff like that, we're like, oh, look, another hurricane. Right. (laughs) Right. And then the last step that um, I want to focus a little more on is the pest management because I know there's a lot more I need to learn about that because I – I am choosing to try to do no pesticides. I don't Mm. want a lot of that stuff because that's a big reason why we've chosen to garden is to get away from that stuff. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, Well, let's cut to our sponsors really quick. Yeah. And then we'll come back and I'll tell you all about my indoor garden and what I'm doing in a rental uh, so that I can actually start growing some things too. So we'll be right back. Hey guys, Zona here again. I was wanting to share with you, we will also have personal coaching available on the website. It is officially the first time that that's been available publicly. So I wanted to share some of the items you could look forward to. We do offer freedom prayer. Uh, One of my personal favorites, releasing trauma. So if you've had, you know, maybe a background like I have, or maybe not, but you still have trauma that needs released in order for you to move forward. That is definitely for you. We have ADHD body doubling productivity uh, coaching just for you. So those of us that are neurodivergent and need that extra bit of assistance, that's available. We also have lifestyle coaching for aligning your personality, natural gifts, and Christian identity with your area of influence, which goes right along with that love identity flow and encountering God to influence the world that we talk about on this podcast. And here are a couple things that people have said about working with me personally. Lindsay said, Zona is a wonderful coach. She helped me get past my walls I've run into and starting my own business, even as a neurodivergent business owner. She's helped me change mindsets that were holding me back, and she's now comfortable networking, giving strangers a great intro to her business, and has a better long-term focus where she does not get stuck in the details. Anna Spooner said, I worked with Zona and had a great experience. She is wise and able to tie my faith into how I do my business, and I got great results. If you're looking for help on mindset, identifying your personality type, and how it affects your work or how to succeed, Zona is a great coach. So there you have it, guys. If you want to take advantage of our introductory offer for the personal coaching for the first time available through the website, we will have a special on that through the end of the year. So be thinking about your Christmas gifts or especially for that neurodivergent family member or friend that you never know exactly what to get. We'll see you over on the website, christianinfluencerinspired.com. As Mindy and I have worked to support gluten, nut, and dairy-free recipes, Thrive Market has been a blessing. If you sign up, you can get your specialty items right to your door and get up to $60 in free groceries in your first box. You have to grab the link in our link tree today and you'll find the same amazing finds and direct to your door service that we did. Do you need a great local or online place to pick up the perfect Christian gifts, such as personalized books, journals, Bibles for littles, or maybe games for the family, or even calendars for back to school? As we get ready for back to school and eventually Christmas, check out Books a Million on our link tree. I've been part of the Millionaires Club since 2021, and I always get complimented on my gift finds from Books a Million. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. We couldn't do this without you or without them. 
Check out their links in the show notes, or they're always available on our website, christianinfluencerinspired.com forward slash what's that link. Don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share with a friend. On today's Lifestyle to Influence moment, our gardens are a a representation of the work it takes to grow through intentional cultivation. In the same way, we grow and cultivate the things of the Lord in our hearts. Yes. Um, I really like that because until I grew a garden, I didn't realize all of the steps that it took to actually make a plant grow. Yeah. I think, yeah, the more I grow things from seeds, it's um, or watch other things just pop up in my yard. Mm-hmm. It's really made me ponder where you only need the faith the size of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. It's really made me ponder that and be like, oh, yeah, it really doesn't take much. And something big and beautiful really grows out of it. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so I am working mostly with an indoor garden mm-hmm. because of the space that I have outside as communal space. It is not my space. This is not an old social media platform, my space. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was a cheesy joke. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> uh, so I had kind of looked at, okay, what's going to be the biggest bang for my book? Like just kind of starting. And I think I could easily do the microgreens. So I had done some research to try to find microgreens that were more specifically to this area of heat. Mm-hmm. because sometimes they're for cooler climates, not for our climate. And then I also figured out that you can't eat nightshade vegetables. You can't eat the microgreens of them because they're toxic. Oh, yeah. So that was a fun uh, discovery. I'm glad I figured that out before I put a bunch of money into that. Right. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I cannot do anything like the tomatoes or um, peppers. You can't yeah. do pepper plants. You can't do eggplant. Um, there was another one. Is broccoli on that? Nope. That's a cruciferous. That one's okay. I was trying to, I don't, maybe that's not one of them that's okay. No, it is. It's it's okay. Yeah. Um. So the the microgreens that I've used in the past because I lived on a farm, and where we lived on the farm, they worked with another farm that specifically grew um, aquaponics. Mm-hmm. So we would get their waste to feed to the chickens. Nice. <laughs> so any of the plants that didn't make it, or any mm-hmm. of the things that were, you know, the cuttings of the leaves or things like that that weren't part mm-hmm. of the actual stuff they could sell that went to the chickens and if there were microgreens left over or an overabundance that they couldn't sell our chickens got them so if you can imagine the quality of those chicken eggs (laughs) um right they were beautiful it's lovely it yeah so because it it made their eggs so yellow like Mm -hmm. The actual yolk itself was like so like almost orange yellow. 
Yeah, because of all the vitamins and minerals and everything they were ingesting, and that goes into the egg, and yeah. It's so hard to use store-bought eggs after you've been used to that. Yeah. That's all I have to say. But <laughs> depending on what your chickens eat, it can make them smell weird. Yeah. Or smell like sulfur, and that's something that you have to pay attention to as well. So not that I'm saying I'm an expert. I'm not an expert in raising chickens. Right. But eventually I would like to have my own chickens because I eat four eggs a day. So <laughs> my main source of protein. Yeah, mine too. Love it. All right. So on my list to get is um, beet seeds because I like the beet microgreens a lot. Uh, radish, mm, yeah. uh, mustard greens because... Oh, baby, I love me some mustard greens. Uh, I guess red cabbage are uh, the seeds that you can eat really easily. Broccoli, kale, um, peas. But peas are a lot sweeter. Okay. Uh, and sunflowers are sweeter. And then I also know that you can do um, cilantro microgreens. So good, man. They're so good. It's even better than eating cilantro. I love cilantro. If you've never tried it, you have to try it. I make this really good Peruvian dish, mm -hmm. um, which I had to update because people I was making it for could not <laughs> handle all of the um, Peruvian peppers. So <laughs> we, we replaced those with green onion. But the cilantro is really the star of the show. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can't wait to have that for myself. And then I would also like to get seeds of uh, the different herb plants because that's another thing. You can change so much of what you're cooking yeah, just by adding in um, herbs and spices. Mm -hmm. So I would like dill, dill, thyme, rosemary. I have a bay plant, but I left it in South Carolina to grow my own bay leaves, which did you know you could do that? I did not know that. Yes. So I own one of those, but it's up north. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I had put in some uh, pomegranate tree and I had a clementine tree. Yeah. That I had purchased before too. My clementine died, you guys. Oh no. I was really sad about it. I am not doing so well with citrus plants, and it makes me real sad. Real sad. So, I mean that, too. Um, I did get some oranges, so I was going to see if I could just grow an orange from seed. Mm. And I know it's going to take, like, years and years and years. Well, guess what? I live inside, and I can hope that I can have my orange plant inside for the next, I don't know, five years. Oh, yeah. uh, so then I can plant it outside when it's ready, but yeah. we'll see. We tried to do, uh, we tried to start avocado trees from the avocado and we got them planted in the planters. And then, um, well, my mom was kind of heading up that one and she left. So uh, <laughs> I got lost and I didn't know what step we were on and they kind of died. But <laughs> it's, yeah. it's an interesting process and it does take time. Mm-hmm. And I think if I could find something else to go to grow inside, it would be fig. Oh my gosh. I love That'd figs so much. 
I need to try one. Nope, I haven't. You and Mr. Mindy haven't tried a fig in real life. That is the craziest thing that I've ever heard. I remember like, like, because in the, in the South figs just grow on trees and people talk about preserving them. We never have enough to preserve. As soon as the figs are ready, we just like go out there by the bucket full and then we just eat them. We're like, we're having figs for dinner. (laughs) I mean, that works too. They're so good. Um, but I had researched recently and they did say that you can have uh, figs in a planter. They have like the dwarf varieties that will still get fruit on them. Mm-hmm. But even the uh, turkey figs, they will they will grow inside for a long time. That's cool. So we'll see. Hopefully yeah. that going. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. I think um, last time we talked about some of the fruit plants that I had bought. And um, some of them died. But I still want to plant them because, you know, they could still come back. It's possible. Yeah. And I have been been working on being a little more intentional um, with a lot of that stuff since I, uh, I got a little distracted. So I'm coming back to taking better care of my plants again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it helps that one of our coping skills is getting outside. Yes, that does help. You know, sometimes you have to have that reminder of, oh, yeah, I'm intentionally cultivating this season to be outside. And I will tell you this. So the first time I'd ever planted a garden, I didn't realize how much work would go into maintaining the garden and preserving Mm -hmm. what you get out of the garden. So if you are a first time gardener for the very, very, very first time, just make sure (laughs) you expect to do something with your plants because just having them, you don't always just want to have it in a salad. Right. You know, so kind of having an idea. And I found out that they had done testing now where they say you shouldn't can squash, like the yellow squash anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like evidently, like the home canning, they recommend not canning squash anymore. I didn't know people did that, to be honest. Oh, well, we had, listen, Last year and the year before that, we had such an overabundance of squash Mm -hmm. and zucchini and tomatoes that it was literally like, okay, we're going to parboil and we're going to free. Okay, we're going to. Yeah. It was like nonstop. So um, that's when I figured out how to make uh, southern squash casserole. It is very good. It takes quite a few squash to make it. It's a good option. Um, anything that you can add the like shredded zucchini to, you can put in like cakes, pancakes, uh, quick breads, all kinds of stuff. Um, because you can't can zucchini either. No, we would freeze it. Yeah. We would, we would shred it up and freeze it because we specifically used it in zucchini bread. Mm. And, um, sometimes we would turn that zucchini bread instead of putting in bread pans, we put it in muffin pans. So it'd be zucchini muffins and my kids absolutely devour it. And mm-hmm. then um, now that I'm a little more older and Pinterest has, you know, shown up on the scene, we found a recipe for um, blueberry zucchini muffins. So we've been adding blueberries to them and it's so good too. Yeah. 
Well, I personally have been trying to do more of the adrenal mocktails. Okay. And things like that. So I got some of the ginger to do a ginger bug. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that? No, but I know ginger is very good for different things. So I've been so trying it's to, a, to It's a fermented ginger that you can add to like fruit juices to make homemade soda. Okay. But it doesn't have the GMO things in it. Mm -hmm. And ginger is very good for your digestive system and it's very yes. good for your stomach. All of that. Um, but I really wanted to grow citrus. Because part of the adrenal mocktails, you have to have a, a source of vitamin C that's whole food. You have to have a source of potassium that is a whole food option. And then you're supposed to have like something else that's hydrating. Okay. Or that is a good source of carbs. So you have like the balance mm -hmm. of all of those things. Because a lot of those nutrients, if you don't have enough carbs in your system, won't actually... Right. Help your body have fuel. Yep. So, and then uh, usually they recommend putting in like a protein source with it. So yeah. you either eat it with eggs or you put protein in the, in the drink and kind of make it like a smoothie, I guess. But. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sounds good. Honestly. Who knows if it goes well, maybe I'll give up coffee. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Maybe I won't. Okay. I think you're more likely to give up coffee just as much as I'm likely to start drinking coffee. So, <laughs> Listen, man, I gave up coffee for a whole year. I don't want to go back there. I like coffee. <laughs> like, I'm sure that did work well. <laughs> it did, like, functionally. Yeah. But, yeah, I just... Okay, so you know how you have different things that are like... For you, they're a comfort. We talk a lot about coping skills, right? And I was talking with uh, one of the people that I do some coaching with about different types of coping skills. One of my coping skills is that I have to drink out of a straw for almost anything cold. I know that's dumb, but my other alternative is to not have a straw and not drink any water all day at all. Yeah. Those are my two options. So I can either work with my crazy brain and have enough water in my system that I don't get sick all the time mm -hmm. and I don't have, you know, all these issues or whatever. Like you have to have water to nourish your cells yeah. and then you also have to have water to flush things. Yeah. So I found that there were levels of water that I needed to drink in order to be able to continue to exercise. Mm-hmm. Or to work in the heat or things like that. But the adrenal mocktails also include um, sea salt. So it's a natural form of those electrolytes as well. Okay. Um, so that way you're not drinking Gatorades. You're not trying to drink some of the other stuff. Some people use um, aloe water mm. or uh, coconut water for yeah. their potassium intake. Um, but I am trying to make several recipes for fall flavors. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yes. Because Mindy and I, like, we, we drink, but we don't drink consistently. It's not something that we really um, prefer. So 
this fall, my goal is to have a little um, adrenal cocktail, mocktail thing with no alcohol and to look at our gardens and be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are old people goals. You're welcome. <laughs> We're not that old yet. <laughs> well, yeah, but a lot of our generation as millennials have, you know, kind of focused more towards those like little things, like the small wins. Yeah. Um, like gardening and having our own produce or whatever. And it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. So I will let you know how my microgreens go because you have to pretty much consume them consistently. Um, but I'm very excited to have a nutrient dense way to have uh, that increase in my diet without having to take up a huge amount of space yeah. in a communal living area. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll just get better and better at things as I go, but I'm going to start messy first. Oh yeah. It always starts messy, but that's okay. It is. All right, guys, we are so excited that you're on this journey with us and that you're letting us be beginners in this process. It takes more effort than we thought that it would to start a homestead, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. <laughs> um, you know, everybody kind of makes it look simple. So we're not those people. If you're looking for those gardeners, you need to look elsewhere. We're the people that are like, what does work? What doesn't work? What are the seeds that are going to work for this hot climate? How the heck do we even do that here? Well, so we're learning. Figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get <laughs> we'll get there. All right, guys. Uh, make, please make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you leave a rating or review, it helps us to uh, share with more people. Um, we're going to keep sharing all of our, you know, lifestyle things like gardening, homesteading, sustainable homesteading stuff, as well as, you know, building coping skills, having good relationships, uh, doing the love identity flow and encountering God to, to really be an influence wherever God has us. Yeah. And if you have any tips on different things that we're talking about or stories that you want to share, please feel free to do that too. We love hearing that stuff and learning together. If you guys have, I actually do have a, a question. If you guys have a place where we can get seeds that are tailored to warmer climates or that I can look up seeds that are specifically for like zone nine, that's what I'm mm -hmm. looking for. So please, even if it's on our Christian influencer inspired social media or whatever, please write us in and let us know that like we're looking. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you have all of your seed stuff figured out already? No, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. So we both, please, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, I think you're 9A and I think I'm 9B. So we need the zone nine. Yeah. Stuff. So please send us in your best recommendations and tips. We will take anything you have. You can leave a voice message and maybe even help other people on our next garden episode to find some things that are tailored to their area. But yeah, we love you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Uh, tomorrow's episode, we are going to be talking about trauma responses versus our identity in Christ. So we look forward to seeing you guys for the next one. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>